like you look at Harrison Ford as Hansel, and he's like, get over here, sweetheart. <laughs> yeah. And and you just are like, woo, it's so exciting and romantic and titillating. Hello, and welcome to In the Limelight, Vanity Fair's entertainment and pop culture podcast. I'm Josh Duboff, Vanity Fair senior writer, and I'm here with Julie Miller, Vanity Fair's senior Hollywood writer. On In the Limelight, we analyze the ins and outs of pop culture, entertainment, and celebrity from the past week, from the Kardashians to Kate Middleton and everything in between. On this week's episode of In the Limelight, we discuss Michael Fassbender's secret wedding and Kate Middleton's surprise dance partner. Josh also talked to one of the most important people to this podcast, Blake Lively, just this morning about her new movie, and we're going to get all of those details and the conversation, the exclusive conversation. <laughs> yes. This morning, I met with Blake. Jordan and I went up to the Four Seasons Hotel, and... Blake is doing a day of press. She had come from Good Morning America, live with Kelly and Ryan. She has a luncheon, I think, this afternoon. And then the premiere of the film is tonight, which I will also be attending. There's a to-be-continued element here, too, as I guess next week I can talk about the premiere itself. But it was great. We talked to her. We talked to the director of the film, uh, Mark Forrester, who has directed all sorts of things, including Monsters Ball, World War Z, Finding Neverland. Blake said one of her favorites of his films was Stranger Than Fiction, the Will Ferrell movie. And wow. and then Blake herself was present as well, as well as someone who they worked with sort of as a consultant on the film, Ryan Knighton. The premise is, Julia, I, I know you're aware, but the, the like for those for those who aren't, it's called All I See Is You. Blake's character is named Gina. They filmed the movie in Thailand, um, and Blake told me a little bit about what that was like as she had just given birth to her second daughter, and they were with her on set in Thailand. And what was she wearing? I want to know what she was she wearing. She was wearing a houndstooth jumpsuit. The first thing I noticed was kind of her glistening leopard print-ish heels, which I immediately, uh, I said I should have worn my like leopard print shoes. And then I'm sure she'll be wearing something completely different tonight. I can't wait to hear about the party. This is a real two-parter, <laughs> Blake Lively two-parter. And we'll also get to hear next week, Julie's about, after we finish recording, to meet Andrew Garfield to, yes. to talk about his new movie, Breathe, is it called? Breathe. I hope he is also in a houndstooth <laughs> pantsuit. <laughs> yeah, I hope. I, I want to know what kind of shoes he's wearing. But yeah, so we'll now toss it to my interview this morning with Blake Lively, Mark Forrester, and Ryan Knighton. Well, thanks so much to all of you guys for taking the time today. We're so excited. Yeah. Blake Lively is the star of the film, All I See Is You. It's out Friday, correct? October 27th. Um, and I feel like Blake, what more introduction do we need? I feel like uh, you're in, you might know her from The Shallows, Gossip Girl, Age of Adeline. I was actually thinking today, I've seen, I've been at the past two of your premieres, which is very, like, Age of Adeline and The Shallows. Oh, cool. And I'm going tonight, too. Yeah, cool. I know. We're making it a trifecta. Yeah, really. Mark directed the film. Uh, we're so excited he's here as well. Mark has directed all sorts of things. Monsters <laughs> Ball, World War Z, um, Finding Neverland, really exciting experiment. And you wrote the film as well. Um, yeah, that's correct. And I just was very blessed that Blake uh, was, uh, wanted to play Gina. Mm -hmm. Yes. Very blessed. Yes. <laughs> yes. And Stranger Than Fiction, that's one of my favorites. Oh, Stranger Than Fiction, I know. And he's done lots, but that's one of my favorites. Had you guys met before? Was this, did you meet on this project? Had you guys run into each yeah. other in any way before this? Or No, we, we actually didn't. But, uh, you know, I wanted to, you know, 
we sent Blake the script, but I actually wasn't sure if she would respond to it. And uh, then I traveled uh, and to, to meet her. And the first moment I met her, I was just taken by her. I just said, she got the script. She got the part. She, she just, she just, our sensibilities were just like came together mm -hmm. in a very fluid way. And uh, it sort of excited me so much. And uh, ultimately, if you work with someone who really uh, understands what you're trying to do, yeah. it just elevates the material and, uh, and, you know, Blake really did that, and uh, we were I'm, nice collaborative people yeah. too. It really ups the process. But we also um, had this moment when we met where we realized we had a. He was telling me about um, a friend that he has, um, who he who was so helpful to him. He was an amazing author. He's written two books, and he's um, on This American Life often, and he has his own radio show. Um, and I said, he said his name is Ryan because our friend had lost his sight as uh, early twenties. Yeah, and. Sorry, you're like, who's I'm the here. voice? Yeah, when yeah. you're listening. The voice of God is speaking. This and, is Ryan. and Ryan's here and so right now. So yeah. we have a friend named Ryan. And I said, I have a friend named Ryan, too, who has all of those same accomplishments from <laughs> Vancouver, Canada. And I said, is it Ryan Knighton? And he said, yes. So we bonded over this friend in common. And then when you guys introduced... Uh... Were introduced to each other, I popped out between you and said, yes, and I'm right here. <laughs> like as a genie, like operating in the middle, yeah. So Blake, can you talk a little, when you did get the script, what was it about, I know you must get all sorts of offers for things, like what was it about this material that you were like, this, I want to jump into this. Well, you'd be surprised. Um, the roles for women that are complex and multifaceted and, and, and gray, they're not just there, they can be a hero, but they can also be flawed. Mm -hmm. um, it's very few and far between. And then the competition is so great within that. There's so many women who deserve the opportunity to play those roles. And there's so many women who deserve the opportunity and don't get them. So it's like you get a great role as a woman and then you have a great filmmaker and just the fact that it came to me is honestly, I remember when it was sent to me, I said, are, are you sure? What's happening? Is this everybody, has there been like a bomb in Los Angeles? Is everyone unavailable? Um, so I just had a really pinch me moment when I, when I read the script and I saw that Mark wanted to potentially make this together. So yeah, I mean, just having a woman who is so dynamic and can make decisions that are, um, that people could judge her for, but you totally understand where she's coming from because she's a human being. I think that that's really beautiful because you always get that note from a studio, which is well, the woman has to be likable. I've never heard them say that about a man. No. I always reference, um, I mean, my husband plays assholes, though, <laughs> but he's so charming. And no one ever writes, like, is yeah, he likable enough? He yeah, yeah. He is likable. Yeah. Or, like, you look at Harrison Ford as Hansel, and he's like, get over here, sweetheart. <laughs> yeah. And and you just are like, ooh, it's so exciting and romantic and titillating. And it's because he's charming and he's yeah. loving and he's not some sexist asshole or Hansel right. was not and Harrison is not that I know of. He's a very <laughs> nice man, as far as I know. We work together. Um, but, you know, you, you don't see that and think, oh, that guy's not likable. But he you would read that on a page and you just know, oh, it's a man, he'll pay, he'll be charming. But if you read that on a page as a woman, they would never let you say that line. Yeah. Um, because it's the note would always be about, oh, we just have to make sure she's likable. And uh, Mark didn't care if she was likable. She just was. She just was a person, She's yeah. She's just a human yeah. being, and human beings are likable unless they're mass murderers. <laughs> right. And even then you think, oh, gosh, who, what made them this way? All the yeah. kids are born sweet. You know, so it's like, you know, a tangent, but... You get what I'm saying. It's, yeah, completely. It's nice to have a woman who, who's like who is complex, layered and complex, yeah. and not. Did you? So, what was the biggest challenge when you were like looking over the script that you're about to start? What was the thing that was in your head? Like, oh gosh, how am I gonna? Well, 
playing blind is yes. is a big challenge because um, as an actor, you're always looking in your co-star's eyes. That's the that's the window to the soul. That's how you connect. You also really rely on them. So if you have an actor that's checked out and thinking about what they're going to eat for lunch, and you're trying to have a really emotional scene, it's it's hard to get there. Yeah. If you have an actor who's really engaged with you and 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 present and in the moment with you, it's so easy to do your job. But when I when I'm looking at you and I say I can't. I can't get pregnant. It's it's me, and I'm like saying this is it, you yeah. know. And I'm like looking in your eyes, but if I'm going, I can't get pregnant. It's me, and I'm looking just beside like, your eyes at the wall, like you thing. just like we're not connected. So now I have to connect with you on a deeper emotional, energetic, physical level. And what was neat about that is I noticed our DP uh, Matthias, who's so talented, he kept um, would be a great emotional scene. And as an actor, you you know you're in the moment. Yeah. And then when you're so in the moment and you start crying, it takes you out of the moment for a second because you think, oh my god, I'm crying. This is this happened. It's 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 it's, it's, it's going. The thing. Yeah. It's the thing. They must be cheering behind the monitor. <laughs> and he's like, I, I yeah. kind of catch the camera in my peripheral vision, and he's like, he's shooting my hands as my tears are coming down. And I think, no, 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 get that camera up on my face right this second. What are you doing? But the tears him, are happening. In, yeah. the, in the moment, my hands were telling the story more honestly, and not more honestly, but just that your 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 physicality tells so much, and especially playing a blind person because you do rely on so many of your senses so much. Um, I kept noticing feeling my hands, my feet, um, all of my body parts because you're feeling everything, yeah. um, and it's not just your eyes. So that was something that was really neat. Is you had to be so much more alive it was a little chicken of the egg you had to be a little bit more alive everywhere because of what you're compensating for but also he was filming it because it was more alive oh. um so like there were so many shots of my feet and hands that we didn't prepare <laughs> yeah the feet. But it's true it's like walking through the apartment you know we made sure to get a shot because i kept walking through and i felt that couch because i felt the apartment for the first time with my lenses in so i got to know it blind and then i opened and then i took them out and i saw what it looked like and no matter what i had in my head it was different than i imagined yeah and so feeling this couch in the beginning of the movie when I'm blind and then when she comes back in and she has her sight, we got a shot again of her feeling it. And it's just like putting, it's like when you put a face to a name, yeah. you know, it's just like you're suddenly experiencing everything, something that's so familiar, you're experiencing it new. And it's the same thing for their relationship. So, um, so yeah, it was really complex and fascinating and emotional, but, but it's interesting the what, different, what yeah, eye yeah. contact does. And I actually remember when, when my husband and I first met Ryan Knight and we were sitting with him and he, you know, he was looking at us right in our eyes. Sorry to talk about you. Like you're not here. You're just <laughs> sitting here. Um, but Ryan goes, are you faking it? Get out of here. Cause Ryan's looking at us <laughs> yeah, right in our uh, eyes. With, yeah. And and there was one point where Ryan pulled out his phone to, to like tell, tell me where he, where he was or something. I don't remember. He pulled out his text cause, um, and Ryan goes, are you texting right now? Ryan Knighton. Yeah. And Ryan said, stop faking this blind <laughs> thing. What are you doing? Um, that was and your husband being like I'm that. sure he said it. I know. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure he said it in a much more, um, uh, charming, unlikable way. Uh, no, but, um, but, uh, you know, something that I saw in movies is that people kept just like looking up at the ceiling while they were blind and, and, and talking to who knows yeah. who, but it's cause they're really illustrating that they're blind. And so I thought that that's what, what it was like. Cause I, you know, have seen movies yeah. and, um, and then, you know, when you spend time with, with, yeah, socially, you know, that like sound is coming from there. I'm going to look here. Yeah. Um, but it's just, it's tiny. So it's like, instead of looking at you here, I'm looking at you there Yeah. and the camera, it's hard sometimes for the camera to, to, to like pick, pick that up, yep. you know? 
yeah. Could you guys talk about the locations were magnificent in Thailand? I know you filmed the whole film there. Is, could you talk a little about what it was like filming there and also like what was like off days like? Did you get to do any exploring around or I mean, Did it was have a, off days? No, was it a quick? Really. Yeah, no. Uh, <clears throat> you know, it's it's uh, it's obviously it's uh, it's not easy to film in a in a city like Bangkok, but yeah. the, but the key was also you know for for me to have a, a like sort of the stimuli visualization and the stimuli you have in a city like Bangkok is is extraordinary. And especially, I wanted the Gina, the character, to be caught in, in a city where she doesn't understand the language and she still gets the sort of the, the visual yeah. Uh, the visual impression, but the, the the main thing is was incredibly humid, and so so Blake Blake, which was extraordinary, who literally uh, you know was there with her family, was so you know instead of just a committed mother to. I mean that had impressed me so much. It's literally like yeah, because you just were there was your first mom at that point, and and so committed to the part and as a mother, and I was like, how do you do that? <laughs> it's like shuffling back you and forth. You also made space for it. You yeah. and Jason were both really really considerate to say you know you have a new baby, you have to we have to make sure that. You you have time for that and even just you guys saying that made it um you know it's uh, you know and when there are babies you can kind of bring them on set and, and like they'll just hang out and, and yeah, yeah yeah but thailand is fascinating because um when you rem there the, it's such a overstimulating place so the smells are so intense there whether it's the beautiful fruits or flower market or whether it's these streets that are filled with poverty and trash yeah and, and pain um you know the smells are so intense the sounds are so intense um whether you're you know on the ocean in phuket or whether you're in the downtown bangkok with your tuk tuk and, and, and cars and people and um you know sale street vendors and street food i mean it's it's so um overstimulating that that experience without sight was um was really intense so I don't want to give anything away, but there's a there's some singing involved oh, in the gosh. in the in the story, which I was very excited to see. I, you've, have you sung on film? Is this your first time singing on film? Yeah. I don't want to talk. And she's no? amazing. Blake is you, you, you guys can't way, see, but Blake is, is looking mom. a little. Mark, yeah, Mark, yeah, is I my would, mom. I almost would push her now to sing a cappella, but oh my god, I think we're gonna go there. <laughs> but but she okay. is she yeah. has an incre incredible voice, no. and we actually went into the studio when we when we recorded the song and eventually and uh, the. Oh, you actually but, went to a studio? Yeah, so you no, did but the no, full... No, we, we oh. shot it on, on got stage. Got it, got it, got it. But then when we... Then, and obviously, then we went to a, into a studio to record it, and we had like, the very well-known, famous the producer, Babyface, was there Oh, of course, well. yeah. Uh, like, and well, that's he, not intimidating to sing in front of... Yeah, yeah. yeah, I go into a recording studio the first time, and then I'm in the middle of singing, and Babyface walks in. I'm Do just I have like, my blind contact? <laughs> <laughs> exactly, right? Give me, hand me a guitar, and let me play it blind now. Um, no, it was really intimidating, and they had on auto-tune, because that's just standard practice yeah like I guess. how they do it and what you don't realize about autotune or what i didn't realize is when you're not singing the right notes it drags you to the right notes so you sing a note and it goes whoa like it's just like whoa. it's like yo-yo singing i and need it's that in so all speaking, yeah. yeah but like but i you just sort of assume that autotune just knows you're going to sing the wrong note and just auto corrects yeah, it like it, an it. iphone text like what now yeah but no, no no it takes the note you're on and then whoa, pulls it up so it sounds like a yo-yo singing and um and so Babyface was like let's turn off the <laughs> auto-tune and just sing it just sing it just perform it it doesn't matter if you get the notes right you're not a singer you're just you're just perform this go back to that moment go back to that scene sing this to your husband what were you feeling and i went back to the performance of it and i was crying in one of the takes and and um 
Matthias was there to not capture that either, <laughs> thankfully. <laughs> no, but um, but uh, but yeah, and so I don't know. There's probably notes that aren't exactly the right note, but it doesn't matter because you're telling a story, and I think that that's what's uh, what's important. Uh, by by the way, I ran into a few people down uh, that, uh, just before I got here in the room. Yeah, just like that, Mariah that, Carey, that, yeah. and Christina Aguilera. They couldn't. Like, oh, they. God, she's they couldn't get like we wanted to do it. song out of the head. So the the it I had the same experience this oh, weekend. Good. It's in my head. Yes. Yeah, so so your voice keeps saying in people's head because it that did to me. Mm-hmm. And and it's such a it's a it's a beautiful song. And, and someone said to me, you know, they're the great songs, the the songs when you meet someone, the the, the one song when you come. Oh, Ryan said that actually. Yeah, you you should, oh yeah, oh, like, in, in a relationship. Kind of songs. The two songs in relationships. The one when you meet, the one when you leave. Interesting. I love that line. Yeah, I'm gonna remember that. But that, you know, it was interesting about that song is that it was just, in the script, it was just the double dutch I'm singing with this little girl for her school recital. School, whatever, I know. Yeah. yeah. It's a recital. And um, and when we did the scene in the hospital where I regained my sight and I'm with my husband, uh, the movie uh, took shape in a way that even we didn't anticipate. I don't think, we knew that they had a nice relationship, but I don't think we knew how beautiful and pure and loving their relationship yeah. would be. And um, and to see that once we shot that scene where where I get my sight back and we're holding each other and it's just like everything we've ever hoped for has happened and these two people love each other so much. We sat down, Mark and I sat down and we thought we need to change the song. We need to, when, she, when she's at the end and she's singing to him, it needs to not just be a child's recital song that they wrote for the recital. Yeah. It needs to be something about their relationship. She needs to sing something to him. And it's not literal. I was blind. That means, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, <laughs> yeah. We sort of messed things up. You the made a mistake. I made a mistake. Like the plot of the whole thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, but we're cool. Or are we? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so we called. Um, so we called Holly, um, who who wrote the original one, the double Dutch one, and um, and we we sort of described to her what we were feeling emotionally, and she said, okay, let me just write something down tonight. And oh she God. sent us a voice memo that night. We FaceTimed her. It was like 3 a.m. in LA. Yeah. We woke yeah, up. Yeah. We're in Thailand in this strange hospital. We FaceTimed her. And um, and then she sent us something in the morning and said, "This probably isn't right, but just let me know if I'm on the right track." And it was exactly, exactly what note you wanted for it. note oh what we what was and, in and the And it's really incredible that Holly Solomon, the the singer songwriter, then when she sent it to us, it was literally uh, you know we're talking and and she she sort of went uh, you know through a breakup and then somehow she was able to channel <laughs> whatever she went through yeah, no. and, and, and that and it really uh, but uh, but apart from that. It's the the song is just so beautiful and it's so uh, it's haunting but it's beautiful. It, it's stuck in, in my mind and mm-hmm. then and then ultimately. But I must give the credit really to Blake because literally we were there together. No, it's it's and and you were saying you know something is is missing. We need we need to extend that song. We need a second part to that song. And and I said that because it shouldn't be on the nose. It should be subtle. It should though you know bring them together but pull them apart like i don't want yeah. to give it too much away but it, it's just the, the 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 it has to hit all the right notes and somehow we described it to to holly who mm-hmm. was like crawling out of bed <laughs> we like like facetime as you described yeah. that we are this weird hospital and uh, we just downloaded it and i i didn't know what if we would get anything mm-hmm. and it <clears throat> it was it also again almost like that same night when we're at the hospital and we're on the balcony there's a storm in the background and it's just that storm happened to be there it's not the, uh, it's not uh, visual effects and it was mm-hmm. a similar thing with this movie some some things happen just for the best at the right time mm-hmm. Blake what if, what kind of reaction have you gotten from like friends family there people have seen the movie and seen you in this what kind of things have people said um everybody's been so nice and so supportive yeah. and this movie meant meant 
at the time and still means so much to me. So um, it's the performance that I care about most of anything I've ever done because it's deeply personal, because of the people who helped me from Ryan to um, Whitney, who was the one putting my lenses in, who mm. experienced losing her sight as a teenager and then regained it wow. um, by having a corneal transplant, the same thing my character goes through. So a lot of things that were very personal in my first film, after having my daughter, having her on set with me, it was um, it was a, working with Mark. I mean, there was there were things that just meant so much to me. So um, so I really care what my family and friends think about this, and everybody has been so supportive, oh, and they great. have been you know like homecoming parades, like <laughs> telling I mean, their honest, though, loved ones. She, she really, uh, I you know I watched every episode of. The TV show. <laughs> uh, not to not name. Not not not. Pa 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 that's that's how you know he hasn't seen any episodes because he doesn't even remember the name. No 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 no. No no. Of course yeah. I remember Gossip Girl. But the thing is, I, I really watched all her performances in in her feature work. Yeah. And uh, and uh, I must admit I didn't see every episode of Gossip Girl. But, it's okay. There's but, a lot of them. <laughs> but but uh, what I say, it's really I felt that uh, and for me seeing Blake is coming in into her own in this role and um, you know and that was for, for me it's like I when we met I felt like oh she reminds me of these really beautiful movie stars from the 70s there's a timeless ageless classic beauty mm. but at the same time she's she's was willing to strip that all down and, and portray a character that's very simple and let her that character come to in its into her own and I think that portrayal uh, you know one can say oh this, this is simple but it's it's very I think it, it's it's this very subtle and and just the way she did it is so so beautiful and honest and uh, and I, I just you know for a director it's very rare you can work with someone who ha you have a relationship that's that honest and have the same sensibilities that ultimately that you can work on something together which you feel you you work on this the, the same the same vision I'm just curious Blake uh, I know you have we talked about you have so many projects that you're working on now coming up in the future can you talk at all I know you're like MMA fighter you're gonna be playing soon uh, can you talk oh. at all about what projects you have that coming up that you're excited about yes i am um, i'm about to shoot a movie called the rhythm section with reed morano who directed the handmaid's tale she mm. just won an emmy for it whoop whoop and barbara broccoli who's miss bond yeah um but um so i'm really really excited to do that because um it's nice to be able to sorry mark but it's nice to be able to make <laughs> movies with women yeah uh, especially because uh i play a heroin addicted prostitute and oh um uh, going back to the likable thing um you always see that thing in movies where if a woman is a prostitute or a sex worker, you always think, well, we don't want the guys to be grossed out by her. We have to still make her, you know, kind of sexy, tragically sexy, yeah. but like, you know, music video. And, um, and that's just, if you drive down Skid Row, that's not what you see. That's not the truth. And so it's really important to us to show a woman who society has written off and society has forgotten about. And then he or she, um, her, she loses her entire family and then she finds out that it wasn't an accident. She has nothing left to lose. So she goes off to get revenge. And she's not a trained assassin. She doesn't make it this far each time because she's this amazing secret she's agent. She's just driven by, she yeah. She makes it this far because she's already on death's mm -hmm. door and she has nothing to lose. And when she gets in a car chase, 
case, she was about to die anyway, so may as well yeah. go for broke. And so the, it's the triumph of the human spirit, and, and that's what's such a cool story. So I'm excited to um, to shoot that. I'm about to shoot that. I leave tomorrow. And oh, wow. then um, And then the one I just finished is a Paul Feig movie called A Simple Favor with Anna Kendrick, and that's so much fun. It's sort of a, a throwback noir film um, in that it's, it's thrilling, but uh, the characters are over the top and sort of absurd. So it's like, you know, you I look at wait. a Betty Davis thriller. I'm yeah. not compa- likening myself to Betty Davis. I'm saying <laughs> I'm a fan of, good lord. But um, but the, the 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 story, the premise is thrilling or or scary. But yeah. the characters are so extra <laughs> that uh, that it just is like delightful and delicious. So it was it was really really fun, really fun to be a part of. What a cool assortment! That's so exciting. Yeah, and and Mark is making a super cool movie. Well, right well now. Mark, what are you working? What's next? I'm uh, working on a Christopher Robin, the live action Winnie the Pooh film, which comes out next August. So for Disney. But oh, if you look fun. at his Instagram, it, you just think like, oh, Winnie the Pooh, cute. This is the coolest Winnie the Pooh movie. Oh, God. This is like, Winnie the Pooh is going to replace James Bond. <laughs> it's like the yes. most beautiful. And you see like a mashup, Winnie and James, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally yeah. yeah. We, have, we have them all back, Tigger, Eeyore, Piglet, they all will, all will be returning. And then Mr. Ryan Knight here. I'm I'm writing a TV pilot for FX right now about cattle thieves. Oh, fantastic. And it's a comedy called Grand Theft Cattle. And it's uh, that's what blind people do now is they write TV. Well, thank you guys so much. I know we have to wrap up. It's so nice to take the time. So excited for everyone to see the film. It comes out October 27th. All I see is you. So nice Um, to finally meet you. I know. I'm so happy to have you here, Blake. Did you get assigned to me or did you choose to write about me? You get assigned, don't you? Yeah, they're like, you're you're the Blake Lively beat reporter of Vanity Fair. No, no, no. I just, it, it happened naturally. Now we're going to talk about a actor and actress who got married over the weekend in a somewhat... I haven't read a lot about this yet, so and I know Julie has, so I'm excited to get these details. But Michael Fassbender and Alicia Vikander were married. Do we yes, know Do we know that? Do we know that for sure? It's like confirmed they got married. Pe- yes. People confirmed it. People confirmed it. And this is kind of exciting because I don't think we've ever, t- ever talked about these celebrities on the podcast. No. No, but for those who don't know, Michael Fassbender is a brilliant Irish actor, and his wife, Alicia Vikander, is a brilliant Oscar-winning Swedish actress. He's 40, she's 29. Over the weekend, they got married in Ibiza. Per people, the pair exchanged vows at the luxurious La Granja Farmstead Resort, surrounded by friends and family. Wow. Um, I... I had never heard about this resort before, so I did a little digging, and I really just wanted Josh to read this passage. Josh, do you want to read okay. this? Okay, I'm going into this blind, FYI. A farmstead set among the Balearic... God, you're really setting me up for failure here. A farmstead set among the Balearic Islands' lush inlands. In addition to the nine-guest-room farmhouse, the property includes a freestanding two-bedroom guesthouse a pool and kitchen, as well as 20 tiered acres of pine and citrus forests and fertile gardens overseen by a master farmer and an all-knowing pig. What? That, the, 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 kick, the kicker there is really what brings it all home with a flourish. An all-knowing pig? What does that even mean? I don't know, but that's on the hotel's official website. So... Gosh. I just love the idea that this pig was supervising the wedding <laughs> festivities. Apparently, the guests were only told to arrive in Ibiza. They had no idea. They were not given any details. 
So everyone arrived. It was a small gathering. One guest told the paper, and in anticipation, Michael's splashing out big time, and it's going to be the party of the year. For those who haven't seen, the Daily Mail, of course, has a series of photos showing uh, the couple and their friends and family throughout the weekend, and the photos really are worth a visit. Every every single one, I think, shows Michael Fassbender in like various stages of being barefoot and having like a beach shirt unbuttoned completely. It looks kind of just like a nice beach party. Josh, have you seen any of the photos? I'm looking at these photos and he looks so elated. It's very cute. But he's like so his facial expressions are so intense. I know. Have you ever seen someone laugh that hard? (laughs) No. And and also, I like the idea that this wedding, because I saw some other photos over the weekend of them like palling around and it seemed like a big party. Like, it just seemed like all weddings are a big party, but you know what I'm trying to say. Like, it it seemed like they were just all with their friends, like, jet skiing and on the beach. And it was sort of like a whirlwind party extravaganza, it seemed. Right. E had a few more details. It said, on Friday, the group spent the day at the beach where they had lunch and went on a boat cruise. They had a professional photographer with them who took group shots of everyone. Fassbender had drinks with friends and also took time to dig for shells with some young family members. At one point, he dove off the back of the boat into the water and went for a swim. (laughs) Michael Fassbender always just strikes me as, like, the actor who's always out till, like, 5 a.m. at some, like, disco rave partying. So I just imagine that this was, like, the wedding. You know what else I'll say? They seem like they have like very cool looking friends. Like everyone looks very chic and fun. Well, right. They're European. Yeah, cool. they're Euro- you're right. It's like the Europeanness of it. Also, someone tweeted us over the weekend. We I think it's on the, in the Limelight account. But that they if there was going to be a movie made of Meghan Markle and Prince Harry's relationship, they thought that Alicia Vikander and Michael Fassbender would be the perfect actor and actress to play them. And it actually does sort of physically seem like that could work. A very generous (laughs) casting note, I should say. (laughs) But I I would love to see that. I would love to see Michael Fassbender, like, dye his hair red. Yeah, and just, like, go for it. And this person, I should look up, who he is a listener of the podcast named Sean and he did a side-by-side composite in which he found photos of them where he felt like they looked most like each other I think and I can see it a little bit that's really good Josh do you know anything about this couple are they on your radar at our yes I don't I feel like they've been I don't know much about them per se but I was very excited by her when she had her Oscar season and won and that was the year she was in like six movies and she like there's like a very diverse range. Also, I see here that they told Grazia we karaoke. It's usually something in falsetto. I feel like they're just like a fun loving. I don't know. I feel like they're just like always drinking grid wine, like eating something great, and on some sort of balcony overlooking a vista. You know. Right. I feel like they dance kind of everywhere they go. Mm -hmm. When they go to the grocery store, they're always dancing. I like it, though, because they're kind of low key, but they don't seem to let fame in any way inhibit them. Like it's, you know, they wanted to have this fun wedding. They had this fun wedding. They probably were aware they're going to be photos, but they were, you know, they dealt with it. Um, You know, it seems like they kind of do their thing. I like it. 
So we wish them well, and we hope the pig bless their union. <laughs> I know. Josh, are we cool enough? Could we ever get away with an Ibiza wedding? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I only, I think it like seems just about right that my wedding will be overseen by an all-knowing pig. So I, I'm down. I want to be, I want to, I want to make this happen, though I won't look nearly as, oh, also, did you notice her heart sunglasses she was wearing the other day? Right. I think that was on Saturday. She had like a cute white beach mm-hmm. dress and these white, like Lolita heart shaped glasses. And I'll be wearing those same glasses at my wedding. <laughs> I'm sure. This is, I want to see, I want, I feel like the next time either of us ever runs into them, we have to ask about this pig. Runs into them as if we're just going to like walk down the street on our way to Whole Foods. Anyway, okay. Let's move up in Europe, though, to a a dear subject for us, Kate Middleton. On Monday morning, she made what we, what was like deemed a surprise appearance, because I guess it wasn't on her calendar. Like usually people are, you know, you have a heads up when she's going to be going to something. But I guess last minute, she decided to accompany Harry and William to Paddington Station in London. And I love that it may have been purely because the bear from the new Paddington 2 movie was going to be there. And I just love this idea that Kate was like, you know, actually, I just want to see this bear. <laughs> like, what what it is that compelled her to make it to this particular event that she wasn't scheduled to go to. So, Julie, what did you? Yeah, what did you think of the? What what did you make of it? Well, I will read from this Daily Mail excerpt. Uh, Kate was twirled around platform one at Paddington Station in London after making a surprise appearance alongside the Duke of Cambridge, Prince Harry, and cast members from the new Paddington 2 movie at an event involving children from the charities they support. At some point during this appearance, Kate danced with the Paddington bear, and this could have lasted like 15 seconds, but judging by the number of photos that the Daily Mail has up, this was like a three-hour... Tango. Tango between the two of them. Oh my god, you're right. they just have every single screen grab. Um, More from the Daily Mail. She and an actor inside a Paddington costume danced to the sound of Calypso band D-Lime, who play on the soundtrack of the first and second Paddington films. I I just clicked through these, um, the photos of her getting twirled by the bear, and it is like I've never seen any motion documented. It reminds me of like, you know, when you accidentally take one of those bursts on your phone and you take like 20 photos of like one thing. That's what it reminds me of. Also, she is getting twirled by this bear who's in the bear suit. Has anyone figured out who he is yet? I don't know because like if he hadn't had that bear suit, he would have been like arrested. But I feel like this guy got a little too into it because he was not letting her go. Also, it should be noted that the Paddington bear is like, I'd say, I don't know, a foot shorter than she is so it's a little awkward with the twirling maybe like six inches i mean she kate like was dealing with severe morning sickness and clearly she's like doing all right well i mean it's bold because like whoever's in that paddington bear suit knew how could you not know and he's like twirling at her yeah that's such a that's such a good point like what was the interaction that led to the twirl i feel like it's way too audacious for him to just like reach over and grab her hand like did he have to clear it with her 
I don't know, because there's one photo of them just shaking hands. So did he just like in a moment of like, I don't know, boldness, take it upon himself to whisk her into the stance? I don't know. I need more details. I need full video. Also, at some point, this bear had to take off his mask unless he went inside without getting to the, got into a car. I have never been in a situation where I had to wear one of these costumes, but I know that the number one rule is that you're never supposed to remove, like, a head. So how did this... My question is, how did Paddington Bear leave the premises? Because in full Paddington Bear costume? Like, in an Uber? Wait, why, an, why is this the thing you get hung up on? Like, in an Uber? Because I'm just, like, confused. Like, logistically, how this bear was, like, transported around... And also, like, I want to see who was twirling Kate Middleton's. I want to see their face. I feel like that's a, right. uh, that'd be like a great paparazzi picture to get. Like Paddington Bear unhead uncovered. I was about to say I was about to say beheaded. That's not what I meant though. I know. Well, I hope if he's listening, we would love to hear your story. I'm sure he's like selling it to the Sun though. <laughs> yeah. Also, yeah, like Sun or Daily Express or something. Also, this bear. I know. I also want to know how old the actor inside the bear costume is. Also, Kate looks so delighted to be like they had great chemistry. I mean, they clearly <laughs> did. Williams also. I wasn't really focusing on this the first time. Williams like not really looking at it, unless and maybe it's just a weird angle. Maybe he is looking at them. Right. He was like trying to make polite conversation <laughs> while. It'd be funny if they were done with the twirl. And then like William went over to the bear and tried to like chat. Like, hey, like, where did you go to school? You know, <laughs> like, like well, cause he doesn't know how to interact without making small talk. Oh, my gosh. Wait, there is video. Of the bear taking his hat off? Head off? No. (laughs) Why are you so so hung up on the bear in his head? Like, okay, here, I'm chi-chatting you. Watch Kate Middleton dance with Paddington Bear while still battling morning sickness. God. Oh, I see this video. It's like not... Oh, here we go. Oh, my gosh. What? It is a full dance. Oh, Josh, wait till you see this. I'm going to demand that everybody pull up this video. We are going to link to what? this because it does not disappoint. Is it loading for me yet? Oh, I, I am seeing this. And they do a full little back and forth holding hands. Paddington is also being inappropriately aggressive. Like, he is leading her around. Also, these the, I love these captions on the tweets. Dancing Queen and the Princess and the Bear. Okay. And then, oh, yep, they're shaking hands after the dance. William sort of saying hello. There's like 800 people watching as they like make small talk with a bear. <laughs> it's a really weird, surreal. I'm like, I really am not. My mind is not wrapped around this yet. I mean, I'm kind of loving the Twitter responses to this video. <laughs> what are people saying? Like people are loving it or no? But there are some people who are not. Kate looks ridiculous. Even William looks embarrassed. Oh, God. Well, that's like that's like one of these things where the royals like can't win. Because I feel like if she had like deflected, they would have said like they don't have fun. So she tried to have some fun. I'm all for it. I, I mean, do you think Paddington Bear, whoever was in that suit, was like reprimanded after for just going off script, going rogue? I mean, I'm so interested. That's that's what I was getting at with the how did he get transported off the site? Because I just I'm curious. I'm curious what like, you're picturing him in handcuffs, <laughs> like handcuffs in the full bear outfit. 
I mean, that's the thing. I just don't get how this all was handled. Did he know before he was charged with this? Was it spontaneous? Was he reprimanded? These are the questions I have for him. Wow. But we hopefully there's more follow up here that we'll get. I, I hope he does spill to some tabloid. Well, the Daily Mail, I guess, after the dance, they went on the actual train and talked to people on the train. And uh, that's OK. And what did they say? It seems like kind of Kate allocated all of her energy to the dance portion of this appearance uh, because she had a long chat chat with Esther Windsor and her daughter Lily, 10, from the Anna Freud Center in North London. She discussed her shared love of art with Lily. So you're creative, she told Lily. It's great fun, isn't it? (laughs) And that's like all. That's like... (laughs) That's all she said? (laughs) That's all she said to Lily. But isn't... I don't know. I don't know why I'm expecting something more dynamic in terms of conversation. I love the disappointment that you imbued. There was so much subtext to the way you gave that line reading. I'm obsessed. Now I won't rest until... If you guys have any hot tips, I know we have some London listeners about who was in this Paddington suit. Let us know. It was a fun-filled Kate appearance. You do not always get dancing or men in suits. Josh, would you do that? If if I said, okay, you're going to get to dance with Kate Middleton, but you have to wear a Paddington Bear costume, would you do it? Yes. But I think I would... Actually, no, I was, I was about to say, but then like at the end, out of the flourish, I would take my head off. <laughs> but I don't think she would like that. Can you imagine if that if he had done that mid-twirl? <laughs> I'm telling you, that's like the golden rule of being All some right. sort of animal mascot. You can't remove your head in full view. Let's let's end on that note. <laughs> mascots, mascots of the world, let us know. Actually, I know of someone who is a mascot. That's a different story for a different podcast, though. So. That does it for this week's episode. Thank you. I almost always wanted to do SNL style. Like, thank you to Blake Lively. <laughs> thank you to Paddington Bear. Thank you to Alicia Vikander and Michael Fassbender. Uh, and their ever-knowing pig. And their ever- oh, thank you to the ever-knowing pig. And uh, yeah, this is a wide-ranging tour de force of an episode. And uh, yeah, let us know what you think. Send us comments, any theories about the Paddington Bear situation. We're all, we're all ears. Also, feel free to reach out to us on Twitter at In the Limelight to further discuss these subjects. You can also follow us individually. I'm at Julie W. Miller. And I'm at Jay Duboff. Uh, our Instagram is In the Limelight Pod. Look out for all kinds of photo fun. And this episode was produced and edited by Jordan Bell. Thank you to Andy Bowers at Panoply. Thank you for joining us. And we will talk to you next week. Until then, no bad energy. Bye.